Hello. Hi, John. Oh, hey there, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, ho, ho. Hey. yeah, I'm feeling it. Whoopie doo, yippa doo, as we say. Oh. <laughs> Reporting here from uh, from coronavirus ground zero. I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, and now well, I'm gonna you know, say something. You got you, you got, got the to. coronavirus, right? You got to. Well, everybody does. Everybody that's does. It's the thing. It's the thing that's going around. King County, baby. Woof. Wash your hands. Yeah, that's what they say. Stop picking your nose and and eating it. I'm not gonna stop eating my nose. <laughs> Early. <laughs> uh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah yep. i picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh-huh i just you know i i have a lot i well i'm not going to get into it i have a lot of selfish concerns i have selfish mm. concerns about travel that we have planned Oh yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah. I think my biggest, most selfish thing is I am not looking forward to a situation where all three of us have to be in the house for an unknown amount of time. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, I like those folks a lot, but I think the key to happiness in any relationship is knowing when certain parts of the experience will end. Sure. Yeah. So, so important part is some people have to go out of the house sometimes. Mm. I yeah. see now. Now me, I, I'm fine just being in the house. Well, but you've got your office. You can go down there. And oh, close I know. The door. Oh, believe me, I, I am. I am. I am. I am slathered in privilege. I think about it all the time. Every time I get miffed about how people are abusing my areas at the yes, house, your areas. And boy, I could talk a lot about how people get into my area. Things that are known to be. You don't put things in the area oh, where my seltzer goes in the that's fridge. Daddy's area in the fridge. Well, and you know, Daddy's seat on the couch is always Daddy's seat on the couch. Don't put your that's iPad right. there, and don't put you there. No, don't put you there. You know, that's where all my stuff is. It's the uh, I'm like the Captain Kirk of of that room. That's that's where I, <laughs> you know, bring bring yeah. it up on screen, like open a comm yeah. channel, that kind of thing. Yeah, open a comm channel, precisely, precisely yeah. small. <laughs> you got the comm. I say to my wife, and she goes, "Why do you keep saying that?" Yeah, stop saying that, sweetie. You make it, <sighs> but, you make you it know, hard to love you. I was supposed to go to Japan. Why the fuck would you go uh, to Japan? Why would anyone go to Japan? Uh, I mean, work. some of the people would be Japanese and would be there already, but I was going to go there. So I'm leaving on the Joko cruise in six days. Wait, and they're, uh, wait. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, like you might not get into the Dominican Republic. I have so <sighs> many questions. You have just redirected the whole show. Okay. Hod Hodgman's been texting me like, are you ready to just be on this boat with me for 90 days? Wow. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Um, but then I was going to go to Japan after that, uh, and uh, the, our, our Japanese uh, host wrote and said, everything's closed now. Uh, Tokyo Disney is closed, and they won't let us go out on the streets, so oh, maybe not the best time to come. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. I wasn't ready for this. Um, yeah, okay. So, so should we, can we take these in order? Sure. Let's go. So you're back on the Joko Cruise. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I only took one year off last year. I, uh, last year I was not planning to go, but then right at the last minute, I just went ahead and went as an unannounced friend and, uh, <laughs> played some, you know, played some little bits and bobs, did a little, you know, picked up this, did a little of that, but I, uh, I toted that barge. I lifted that bale. 
Um, and it was good. You know, I was, I had a lot of aloha at that point. And so I just took the aloha with me on the cruise, a place where I had always been aloha challenged. (laughs) And, uh, and I went through the cruise maintaining aloha the entire time, but it was wonderful. Maybe the best year for me. Really? Yeah. So now I'm going to really test it. I'm really going to touch okay, it. Let me, let me look at this. Let me see what I've we're working got, with. I've got like 12% Aloha right now. I'm looking at on the website. Oh, there's a really cute girl in a Jedi helmet. Wow. Beep, I think beep. I just found my special thing. Beep, beep. Um. So what do you say? What do I click on here? You go cruise, 2020 cruise, guests. Okay. Yep. I'm yep. clicking. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, you got David Reese. Okay. Yep. That's cool. You got the Adventure yep. Zone. That's good. Oh, Kelly Sue's going to be there. That's nice. Kelly Sue, Kelly Sue. Um, wow, I'm Kelly looking at this. Look at this. There's a Uh-oh. lot. There's a lot of McElroys. You got, so many. I mean, you get the wives. Um, you got all, Pat, all Pat the Rothfuss. Pops. All the all the great guests. You got Will <laughs> Wheaton. Oh, John Scalzi. We did a thing with him. I like him. Yeah, there, there he is. Uh, Liz Fair. That might what interest the you. F- Liz Fair. Are you kidding me? Oh, Liz Matt Fair. Fraction. Yay. Jim Boja. Okay, classic. Um, let's see here. Okay, hang on. Jean Grey, Ooh. like her. Oh, Ken Jennings is going to be there. He, you do a show with him. That's that. See, there's the there's the trick. Every year, uh, I apparently now every year I get to bring one co-host, and so this year it's Ken. They so it's got like, it's they, like a pyramid scheme. They got lucky this year because they agree they uh, agreed to bring Ken before he won all the champions. Oh, champions. now now his price went up, huh? His price would, yeah, that's right. He would have had a, he would have uh, been able to. Write he his would own be, ticket. he would be prohibitively expensive. <laughs> that's the guy who's, that's the guy who's obviously not done making money. That, that is oh, a man who is still creating bank. That's true. This is the, <clears throat> this is the season. This is the time of the season mm-hmm. for loving. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, uh, boom. But also, boom, boom. Uh, this is the time of the season for Ken Jennings to, to uh, talk to people about how much. They're gonna how much they're willing to pay, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's nice to be in that position, I imagine. Well, in the one of these things is not like the other department. Two of these things they're on this list of guests. Um, there are exactly two people wearing a necktie. Oh, right. Want to guess who the two are? I'm gonna say <laughs> me, mm-hmm. and it's not Sydney McElroy. I'm sure it's not Patrick Rothfuss. It is definitely not Pat Rothfuss. I'm going to say, who is it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's say... Uh, it's a guy, guy uh, who um, won... Griffin McElroy. Oh, let me look. Um, no, he has a dog body. He has to get uh, dog clothes now. Um, Ken Jennings from Jeopardy was, is wearing oh, a necktie, oh, too. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's John Hodgson's wearing a cowboy hat. Anyway, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so you committed to this at some point. Is it fair to say, I'm going to speculate, that your commitment to the 2020 Joko Cruise was, uh, was obtained, uh, you agreed to do this before we had all this virus business? Oh yes, 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 yes. The cruise is booked a long time out, and okay. um, and I don't think anyone expected the state of Washington to be the place where the first Americans would contract coronavirus unto death. Mm-hmm. So now, so for instance, this it really, really puts you guys on the map. I kind of feel it like has, it has. You know, it's the, what we're known for: the Space Needle, <laughs> Boeing, 
<laughs> and coronavirus. And Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Frazier. Frazier Crane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got Daphne. Yep. Yeah. What else you get? You got the oh, people love Starbucks. Uh Starbucks, the fish throwing men. Uh Amazon. Amazon. Uh, right. Uh Costco. Costco. Going down, going down to, to, to tier two. You've got Costco. You've got Warehouser. Mm-hmm. Um, you took oh, us on a real oh, nice tour of the uh, the waterfront. It's nice there. They oh, have we ships. forgot. We forgot Microsoft. Uh, right. That's a big one. That or you know, semi big Microsoft. Um. Okay. Grunge. So. Oh yeah. You know, uh, Quin- Quincy Jones went to school here. Shut your mouth. Quincy Jones grew up here. Yeah, he uh, he's he's a grad graduate of uh, Garfield High School. Hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Now, my follow up question, which is going to seem a little dim, uh, how closely are you following the news about this virus, and are you aware that it is on cruise ships in particular where it's, as the youth say, popping off? Well, I am. I, I'm following it. I'm it's monitoring basically the a petri dish with gravy. So what they do? So a few years ago, I was traveling internationally during uh, one of these epidemics, and uh, you know they have these guns that they uh, these like temperature guns. Yeah, you know, they all, fired at your forehead, right? Yeah, all the years that we had to sit there for three minutes with a with a uh, a thermometer under our tongue. If you're lucky, yeah. No, uh, as a youth, we didn't do no oral. Oh no! No, really? we did. My my family did only butt stuff. Oh no! That's yeah, crazy. these kids today He's... don't know from rectal thermometers. You, no time was you put a mercury filled tube of glass into your butthole. Yes, and that that, that would say, "Are you me. healthy or not?" No, I'm not healthy. I have glass in my butt. Please be extremely careful. For many years, when you went to the doctor, you got a thermometer in the butt. But my mom always put it. My mom did not put the, anything in my butt. That was, I guess, you it was really, just like it's a, almost like it's almost being like pool. being an observant household. You really want two sets of dishes, if you know what I mean. Yes. If you're gonna if you're gonna have both, they need to be very clearly marked. It seemed like the one under the tongue did the job well enough that we didn't need to go. Uh, we didn't need to pursue the nuclear option, if you will, mm-hmm. and put anything in our butts. The ones that but, get, like, like my, when my kid was sick, uh, three or four weeks, two, two, three, four weeks ago, we, uh, for whatever reason, the old thermometer we had wasn't working. I, I ran down to Walgreens and out of the thermometer jail, they unlocked for me a, one of these ones where you, you put on your forehead and it is virtually instant. It's incredible. I mean, how you can point a thing at somebody standing in an airport and register whether or not they have a fever. That's pretty great. I you mean, can, I think you can that's scan, scan the ARFID on their yeah. on their passport. Yeah, you can see if they got the, Bitcoin. It's Jedi technology, really. So oh, I, was at, I was at a thing the other day, and there was a there was a lightsaber, two lightsabers, and I was like, "How much for the lightsabers?" And the box said ninety nine bucks on them, but they were you know the boxes they were used. Right, I was like, "How much for oh, the lightsaber?" Oh, pre owned lightsaber, so you you wouldn't even have to have to bring your own kyber crystals. You have yeah. to do somebody else's work. These were nice, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was re- I was willing to give this guy fifty bucks, and he was like, "There were six hundred bucks each, but I'll sell them to you for four hundred and fifty." Hmm. I was like, "Oh man, I walked into some kind of honey trap here." Yeah, there's a lot of things about that exchange that trouble me. Yeah, if it's really worth that much, why are you charging so little? Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, um, well, were they? I mean, were they like? There was Adam Luke, Savage quality. 
there was a Luke one and there was a Dark Vader one. Okay. Okay. And they were, you know, I don't know. Maybe they went, I didn't turn them on. The guy was like, they're still in the box. And so I was like, I don't want to mess around with them. I don't want to mess around with you is what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that relationship is scotched from the outset. Yeah. 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 Uh, But the, uh, you know, I don't like getting sick. Uh, and I definitely don't want to be part of a pandemic. Um, and I'm certainly pandemic conscious. I mean, I'm a guy that's got 90 days worth of food in case of a in case of a devastating earthquake. I think you've already said too much. Yeah, but talk I about don't... a honeypot. Woof. Do your worst. Yeah, do, do your worst. Do your best. All you people that have already mm-hmm. googled my ho- house on what you call it, land. Yuck, nerds. No hard pass. Uh, but in, in terms of going on the cruise. I feel like roll the dice. You know what I mean? Like what's what's going to happen? Some somebody uh, somebody dressed as a Pokemon is going to come on the boat and they've got a sniffle and then it turns into a full blown coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But everybody on there is fairly healthy mm-hmm. and um, you know there's like varying degrees of health. But like I don't. It's not like a but it's not like it's an old folks home. Um. <sighs> You know, my mom well, used to say to me, all the time. My, my mom used to say something to me that at the time seemed like bullshit, um, like so many things. But uh, I came to realize that it's a true thing. Um, so Sorry, we didn't have a lot of dough. Homes. I wanted to get a driver's license. My mom said we can't do that. It's going to be too co- too costly for our insurance if we have a 16-year-old kid, which sure. is probably true. But And then she would say when I did, did start driving, she would say, it's not you that I'm worried about. It's the other people. Now, admittedly, that sounds like bullshit, but it's actually true. And in this instance, I would say it's not Jim Boja that I'm worried about. It's the other people. Uh, Well, sure. I mean, that's always the case. But Do you worry about Jim Boja? I do worry about Jim Boja, but for other reasons. Okay. He's been very good to me. Jim Boja? He's been a friend. He's really helped me out. He helped me – I hope I'm not talking out of school. When my daughter uh, started to play ukulele, uh, Jim was instrumental. And helping me uh, choose the model for her, and yeah. um, and he's been real helpful with that. I've gotten some guitar lele advice from him as well. Good. Guitar lele, yes. And that guy can play that guitar like ringing a bell. Well, he's a wonderful guitar player, wonderful musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jim Boja and I have a comedic uh, competition with one another. Oh, good. Uh, that's based on Jim uh, teasing me about <clears throat> uh, uh, needing to tune my instrument. For a, for longer than most people, you know, I, <laughs> chung-kong, chung-kong, I, take, I take my time tuning uh, because I care about the audience. But Jim has not perfect pitch, but let's call it very, very attuned pitch. Mm-hmm. And so he's one of these guys, and you see, you see them all the time. Oh, Somebody absolutely! Playing the guitar, and they reach up and do a little micro tune on one of the strings in the middle of playing. You know, like that's that's just showing off. That is, is showing off. It's really showing off. But he, you know, he's one of the people that claims, like, oh, I heard that the 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 G string was um, was you know slightly out of tune. It's like, all right, man, whatever. But then you know, of course, I said, isn't there, it always the G or the B a lot of the it's time? The B a lot of the time. But I'm Mister like. Oh, because you want to have one of those Pete Townsend strobe tuners on stage. Or no, I just like doing it by ear, and also oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of a bit. It's sure. a little bit of a bit. So, and then my bit. Uh, my bit where I tease him back is just that I'm a pretty good teaser, and so I just mm-hmm. I just give him the I give him the goods, you know, like 
you're going to tease me, boy, you're going to get teased. Oh, oh you going to say you're saying you give as good as you get. I do. I give, I'd say, 120% when it comes to teasing someone from the stage. Yeah, but also it's that, you know, something we haven't talked about in a while, and you and I have not hung out a lot lately, but the thing that really struck me about you from the beginning is your ability to instantly clock somebody's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then not it's press it. Or not. You don't, what's the beauty part is though, you, you, um, I don't know, you're like one of those uh, slow animals that waits for a fast animal to come to the watering hole and then you slash it behind the knee, you know, you don't, you're, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You yeah, don't immediately animal. deploy it. You, you don't, you don't go like, well, your shirt collar's too small or whatever. Like you, you know, you, you wait and then you, you deploy it and that vulnerability becomes something that then they're self-conscious about. Yeah, well, you know, it. I don't deploy it unless it unless it's absolutely necessary, right? For instance, I would never deploy it unless you were teasing me about how long it takes to tune. So you you got that in your pocket for everybody. You've got a dossier. You're ready. Oh, oh, yeah. from the Whoa. stage, you 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 throw some shade at John Roderick about his tuning. Woof. <laughs> but I'm not worried about Jim uh, spreading coronavirus to me. I'm not really. What worried about, about HPV? Oh, a lot of people have HPV and don't know it is what they I heard. don't know it. Yeah, but you can get a vaccine for it. It's just controversial whether or not to give it to your younger uh, house residents mm-hmm. because I love I don't know getting why. our kid vaccines. I'm so into it. I know. I just know. fill her up. Just fill just all the way to the top. Just top it off. Keep keep with the vaccines. Top it off with vaccines. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I feel like I feel like. Wow, where do I go with this? I think about pandemic. You're going to be lot. on this. You're going to be on this boat. And here's the yeah. thing. You remember, there's so much we've learned from it's Donald Rumsfeld system. over the years. Sure. And and so many things. So he is yeah. a very quotable man. But one of the things, what was the, was the thing? He, some somebody it was probably him. Might have been Tom Ridge. But somebody said, you know, uh, when it comes to homeland security, uh, we have to be right every time, and they only need to be right once. Ooh, see, that's which I'm not sure is the best long term plan, but I get what they're saying. Yep, quippy. You don't worry about being stuck in this on this big boat with uh, one person who's. Here's here's what I have learned, and I learned this from my sister, who is very fond of telling you what to do. And she she just she just got she just got got a got a tweet from Mark Hamill. She did. She got. She was. We were at breakfast, and mm-hmm. uh, and I said, "Well, I was because uh, my little girl right <laughs> did now." Did you is, say Han? Well, you my little girl's very into Star Wars, and <laughs> again, you know, Merlin. I have a lot of bits. They're very small bits. I don't have big long bits. I have small. No, you bits. have tiny bits that you deploy. You like to interrogate little, it. Little teeny bits, and so we're sitting at the. And she's very into you Star have a Wars right of now. Bits. I do. I have a whole bastic of them. And her birthday's coming up, and so she's very excited about telling everybody it's going to be a Star uh, Star Wars-themed birthday. And I said, well, I'm going to be Han Solo. And that drives her crazy. <laughs> My daughter is driven crazy by it. And You're I such keep, a dad. I love you. And I keep saying, well... You know, early on, Luke called him Han, but then uh, started to call him Han somewhere in the middle. But, you know, I feel like it's one of those, like, Han, Han. It's sort of oh, like Kirsten. Show, show her the Billy D. Williams scenes. He doesn't give a fuck. He calls it Han and he Han both? He calls it Han the whole time. <laughs> and it's like Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten. Yeah, get, like, a, sure. get, a, get a proper name. They're different names. I get it. But, like, yeah. come on. You're going to yell at somebody because they didn't, they didn't say Kirsten? It's a, so, it's a movie in space. 
so anyway, she, you know, my little girl's pounding her fist on the table and like, in, because I've been building this up in her for, for months Han Solo. I also say Sasquatch, which drives a lot of people up here crazy. That, that's, uh, how, that's how I learned it. I know that's they, not what we say now. Yeah, they feel like it's Sasquatch. I also I used to I call the name brand of the running shoe Nike. Oh, you called it Nike? You I didn't know. Actually, we didn't have the internet then. Mm-hmm. Did you ever say Spokane? Yeah, probably. Oh, that's too bad. You know, in my head, when I, when I hear the, the word Seattle, you know what I still think is the Brady Bunch. Remember were when, they in when, Seattle? They were going to go to Seattle and... and, and um, um, and Cindy says something like, who's Adel? Because we're going to go see Adel. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like Han Solo is, that's maybe even the hill I'm going to die on because my sister was like, you know what? Mark Hamill will reply to almost any tweet. Whoa, really? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, if you ask Mark Hamill how he pronounces Han or Han Solo, he's going to reply, I guarantee it. Really? I I said, that seems crazy. And she said, watch and learn. And so she tweeted him from the the table. Mm -hmm. uh, How do you pronounce the the name of your co-star? And he replied, and he says it's Han Solo. But, That's so cool. Well, it's very cool, but it kind of put me at a disadvantage. Oh, you put you on blast, yeah. Because uh-huh. oh, also I've been teaching her uh, some comebacks lately. Okay. Um, oh wait, because, wait, 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 your daughter? Yeah, she doesn't know any comebacks. Okay. And I was like, uh, here's um, here's a comeback. Uh, if somebody says something to you that you don't like, say get a job. And she was like. <laughs> What, what, why would I tell him to get a job? I was like, just don't ask questions. Just go, yeah. just, just repeat after me. She, she's the, job. she's the apprentice here. She needs to yeah. be learning from you. It's not, it's not her job to question or her job is to learn it and then rehearse and get better. And the first time I ever heard her say to someone else who was antagonizing her, you know, some, someone, someone close by, someone close to us, just giving her a little bit of a business. The first time I heard her go, get a job. <laughs> I mean, it brought the house down. Of course it did. That's brilliant. Yeah, so I've been teaching her a lot of these uh, about a lot of these like G-rated comebacks, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, you know things like talk to the hand and whatnot. Yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> stuff. Is this your first day? <laughs> pretty basic stuff. Is this your first day? Like, get a job. I taught her sit on it, Potsy. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. There are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home right on the internet. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can have galleries. You can sell products and services of all kinds. Of course, you can promote your physical or online business. You can even announce an upcoming event or a special project. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and they offer a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics to help your site grow in real time. You get uh, built-in SEO, what they call search engine optimization, free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade, and they have 24 by 7 award-winning 
customer support. I, uh, I had occasion to um, uh, do a one-off update on a Squarespace uh, project of mine just this week, and it was so easy. I'm going to tell you a trick uh, that I like to do. Uh, one cool thing is uh, in Squarespace, you know, if you're like me, uh, I like to write in Markdown. And so there's a page I have at merlinm.com slash playlists. And that's where you can see various playlists I've made uh, for this show, other shows, a lot of Spotify, a lot of YouTube. The beauty part is I can update that entire thing. I can do it all in NVAlt where I like to do my Markdown. And then I just copy and paste that right into the field and it updates. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You can do it with Squarespace. So please, right now, you head out to uh, squarespace.com slash supertrain, get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code supertrain. That will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. (laughs) Which is a nice one to hear every once in a while. Up your nose Uh, with a rubber hose. That's right. Oh, I haven't taught her that. That's next. Uh Uh, I taught her eat snakes, which is uh, which is a good one. Now that's that's a less common one, but if you tell someone to eat snakes, mm-hmm. yep, 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 that lays them low. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I I've been I, I've been getting told uh, to get a job lately, and she you know she got in my face and dropped a couple of pretty good burns on me while I was uh, sitting there trying to trying to recover from this hand Han business. Yeah. But yo, up your nose with a rubber hose is really good. Yeah, what was the other one? Um, up your nose with a rubber hose, in your face with a can of mace, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't, I don't remember. remember. That, that okay, just... okay. So, so uh, you're not that worried about it. I'm wor- So Jonathan, uh, the titular Jonathan Colton, mm-hmm. uh, the, Joe and, me, the Joe in the Co. The Joe in the Co. Uh, text texted me this morning and he was like, "What's going on out there? What's the story? You know, give us the coronavirus breakdown." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you know, last night, Ariella, who is you know who is um, a vice president at her company, she she employs or she is a you know the boss, immediate boss of, or the the boss through however many layers of uh, of corporate." Uh, malfeasance the boss of, <laughs> is that how she describes it no that's just how i think of it but it's a boss of some handful of group of people large large or small <laughs> you, I can, you, oh my god okay i'm the same way with my my poor sweet wife people ask yes. me what she does and i'm like i i i mean i know i know i i don't really know what she does no no i, I don't, mean i know i know sure. i know how she works i know where she works but I still don't completely understand all the details of her job in the same way that she would have no interest in knowing mine. But it is very I embarrassing sometimes. I don't really know what her company does. If you asked me, I could I could tell you, but I don't fully understand it. I mean, well, it's like yeah. so it's something on the hmm, what, what you mean, who? Uh-huh. Anyway, she started to get uh, messages from her employees hmm. asking whether or not they should come into work today. Really? Which, oh, so that company has not put out like an official like here's where we are right now with this kind of statement. Oh, you know, maybe not, but but also I mean there are only two possibilities, only two possible answers to that question or rather there are only two possible frames of mind where where a person could create that question. The one frame of mind is that they understand the situation so little that they think if they stay home from work for a week, 
the danger will have passed. Right. And the other frame of mind is that they are prepared to not come to work today and for 90 more days. So they <laughs> think it seems that, like you're going to want some clarification on that. Yeah. They think they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't come to work today and then w- until July. Uh huh. And it feels like. Is it the kind of job where you kind of need to be there? Oh, sure. I mean, in, in, to the degree that any job you need to be there, mm-hmm. any job that happens on the internet that you need to be there. I mean, no, they don't need There's to be There's not there. that many jobs where you need to be there. They could close the whole thing down and everybody could work from their phone on the subway. Mm-hmm. But they have a, a, a job and they're supposed to be there. I mean, how, who would attend the meetings, Merlin? Who would this attend is, the this is my, this is This is our concern, dude. My, yeah. my feeling is that as my, my – how do I put this? I think for a long time a lot of employees have known that uh, telecommuting or some flavor of telecommuting – is capital P productive. It sure it can be abused, but you know you get so much stuff done when you're away from all that bleh, of of like the job and like not not for everything that you do, but like one day a week, two days mm-hmm. a week, three days. Mm-hmm. I mean like it's so productive. My gut is that it is management that does not like that a lot of the time because that makes their the management of things uh less transparent. Managers like to manage. You many layers of management for sure, right? Well, if a lot of the value that you bring is to coordinate, you know, physical activities or to make sure it look like, like uh, people further down the ladder have their butt in the chair at exactly 8 a.m., yeah. you can't man- – I don't know. That's just, that's just my gut. But so, somebody there needs to, needs to talk to those folks because that's a, that's a whole bunch of confusion. Well, I mean, what the the talking to they got to, or the talking to they got was, yes, you're coming into work tomorrow. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, I'm somebody who would abuse a work from home policy. Oh, no question, I would abuse it. Yeah, but um, and I did. But I do believe that, um, <clears throat> for instance, uh, Ariella does not abuse it. She works hard from home. That's a, that you you don't you don't get in that corner office by slacking. That's right. That's right. And we could, I mean, if she decided that she wanted to move to Luxembourg, mm-hmm. <clears throat> she could do her job from Luxembourg. And if she moved to Luxembourg, I would be hard-pressed to come up with a reason not to follow them to Luxembourg. I've heard it's very beautiful. It's wonderful there. It's like a train set. It's like mm, living oh, a train set. I want to live in a train set. Yeah, there's like a little mist comes in off the river and there's a little train that <sighs> choo-choo, ding-ding, through, mm. the, through the tunnels. It's cute. Mm. And they speak, uh, they speak German Frenchish. They speak Germanish. Frankish. I think that's pretty common. They speak Frankish. Mm-hmm. But I don't. What's happening right now is that coronavirus is sweeping the nation. It's the new hit fad, and what it is is a flu. And what you should do is wash your hands and stop licking doorknobs, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all you need to do. You don't need to. I mean, if you're on a if you're on a crowded train and someone's standing next to you coughing at you. That's not acceptable even under normal circumstances. Yeah, and keep your shoes on on the plane. Keep your shoes on. Keep moving. Get out of the way. Well, I mean, rather than just... try to close the border with Mexico, like if we're going to come up with some phony baloney thing to say why people should be better, mm-hmm. I think we, I think what we need to do is have a very a big. Don't wear pajamas on the plane. Do not take off your shoes. Do if you put your if you put your bare feet on uh, the bulkhead, uh, we're gonna we're gonna fire you out of the airlock. Is what we're gonna do. You know, there is – a lot of people don't know this, but on mm-hmm. many airplanes, I think maybe even most airplanes, there's an elevator. There's an elevator that goes downstairs. Now, that's not true of everything, but there are a lot of airplanes that have an elevator on them. 
like on a, a big seven something uh, seven, like a, like a seven a big, something seven big boat. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's an elevator. It takes you downstairs, and once you're downstairs, there's uh, there's more stuff down there. There's like a um, I didn't know there was more stuff. Oh yeah, there's like a little there's places down there. I think you can go down there and pet the doggos that are in their little doggo houses. Oh, that would be so nice. And uh, and so what ends up happening with that is that I imagine at least that there's also a place down there that you could put someone in a shipping container and gradually change the dimensions of the walls while you drip acid into their water. Yeah. And the the ultimate black is, site is no site. It's a it's a moving black site that cannot be traced. The ultimate black site is no site. Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh, that's so true. That's, get ready, get ready, Dick Cheney. Get that small backpack. Uh, So I do feel like if you're in your pajamas and your bare feet are up on the bulkhead, someone should come along and say, can you come back with here with me? I've got a special present for you. Oh, that's a good idea. And then take you down the elevator, put you in a shipping container. You say say you've been upgraded. You've been, oh, you've You've been been upgraded. upgraded. Oh, you're going to love this. Oh, you're going to love how I make you look. Did my nightstand move? <laughs> so anyway, I'm very worried about pandemics. I do not want to die in a in a massive uh, like like flu that sweeps the world and kills 400 million people. I don't want to be one of those people. I am ready to go deep. I'm ready to go to the mattresses, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're quite there yet. Okay. And I, I know there's a moment, right? There's a moment where you waited too long yeah. and you're like, I'm not going to be one of the people that gets it. And then you waited too long and now you've got it. Like, that's not where I want to be either. I want to be ahead of that curve, but right. it's not going to keep me from, you know, it's keeping me from Japan. Although against my will, I'd probably go. I'd probably go. So, so okay. So this this notional trip to Japan, in as much as you can say for infosec and opsec reasons, it, it, this is a pleasure trip for you. So I never went to Japan before. It seems very overwhelming. It in a potentially does. very good way, but like Tokyo seems wild. Well, one of the reasons I never went was that it seemed really overwhelming. And so you know, overwhelming. I mean, you, did you ever see that movie Lost in Translation? I did. Yeah, that was a really interesting movie. You know, you don't know what he said to her at the end. You don't know what he said. What, mm-hmm. what, he could have said a lot of things. He could have said, like, you know, there's a, like, <laughs> I don't know what. He could have Pull said, my avoid, finger. avoid coronavirus. Yeah. Like, we, we don't know. We'll never know. That's what's crazy. Cinderella story, tears in his eyes, I guess. But I was super worried about going to Japan, not because that I would get a disease, but because I would be in an environment that I would be... Overstimulated? That I would be overstimulated, that I would fully not understand, and where I would be a figure of curiosity in a way that I do not like to be. Mm-hmm. I do not like to be... Oh, like some, you'd be the Sasquatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't like. I don't like people pretending to like me. Oh, brother. I'm writing that one like, down. I don't like it. Pretending to I like don't me. like it. I oh. don't... I, I, I don't like it, and I also don't like that I'm supposed to not... I'm supposed to like it, and, and I don't like that I'm not allowed to protest. I'm not allowed to say I object to to I object to this entire process. You can't you're not allowed to say that because right. now you're the and, bad guy. And the, and and this kind of goes. Uh, this this is a, it's complicated, right? Because I don't like people not to like me. But that's but pretending. I mean, it's like the lightning and the lightning bug. The the the. I mean, to, to say that that one does not want to be. 
patronized with that kind of like fake relationship stuff that assumes a level of familiarity not in existence to say that that makes you chilly the elf who cannot love hmm. because because you 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 prefer authentic relationships i just want to be a dentist you want to make i mean you want to get to the level of where you're making what a fairly successful dentist would make that's right i went to a thing uh, the other day a person, I went into a place. Okay, here's the thing. And what had happened was. So I went into a place, and there was a thing there. There was a table there, mm. and a, a table and chairs. Okay. And okay. I was like, I like this. I've never seen this table and chairs before. I like this. And uh, and a guy in a hat that said, like, Vietnam veteran on it that was wearing a jacket that said San Francisco 49ers mm. sort of stepped out of the shadows, and he said, I bought that table and chairs in 1967 in, in San Luis Obispo. And it was my table and chairs all these years. Hmm. And now I'm selling it. <clears throat> and it's a collector's item. Another one of these. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. That's fine. It's a collector's item. But, you know, it's a little bit thrashed. And also, here's one thing I'll tell you about a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. It's worth what someone's going to pay for it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Sing it, sister. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, it's interesting, this thing. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. I'll come back if I'm, if I care about it. And he was is this, like, wait, well, is lightsaber right. guy also a table and chair guy? No, different okay. guy. There's a lot of these guys out there. Oh, for sure. So I go out and I go back into the world and I research this table and chairs because that's what you do when you find something interesting. You want to know more. Sure. And I found that these were kind of an interesting, but not that rare thing that you can find. The problem is if you're looking for them on the internet, you do find them and you find them in uh, Olathe, Kansas. You find them in um, Augusta, Georgia. You hmm. find them in places where you are not. Allentown, Pennsylvania. And so yeah, That's right. And so I didn't want to pay for somebody to ship this thing to me. But I, at one point, made the mistake of giving my phone number to the woman that works the desk at the place where the guy in the 49ers jacket was. Okay. And so they started talking, I guess. And she started texting me. Hey, it's, it's Linda over at the place. What? Just wondering if you're still interested in that table. She's, now, follow she's following up? Well, yeah. And normally I would write back and say, Linda, never text me again. Mm-hmm. But I liked Linda. She and I talked about a television for a while. Um, and I see what she's doing. She's just trying to keep the – she's just trying to grease the wheels. She's trying to keep it all moving. So I was sure. like, Linda, aren't you charming texting me about that table and chairs? I've done some research, and I feel like that table and chairs is too knackered for what he's asking. And she said, he's chopped the price in half just for you. And I was like, uh-huh. All mm, right. Here we go. So she was like, why don't you come by? And I was like, well, Linda, I'm telling you, I'm going to be difficult on this. And she was like, oh, you know, it's fine. Just come on by. So I, so I went down there and I looked at it again. And now 49ers jacket, Vietnam vet guy is standing there. Linda's standing there. Linda had a black eye for some reason. And she was like, <laughs> oh, sorry about my black eye. I was like, sorry, it's okay. I'm standing there. A, bla a black eye is the physical version of being named Merlin. It's there's no one who will encounter that that won't at least want to talk a little bit about it. A little bit. And so she preempted that by saying, "Oh, what she said was the bungee cord one." Uh, oh, like, that's good. I would have said I fell down some vintage stairs. Yeah, right. I I hit I, I hit the edge of a door. He's no, really she, he's usually really nice to me. 
she <laughs> lost a lost a battle with a bungee cord. Mm. God, but that so must I'm, have hurt. Ouch. I thought that too. I thought mm-hmm. that too. Well, it's not a that's not a trebuchet you want to meet in the forest. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I look at the table and chairs. It's totally knackered. I know he's come down. I could I could chop him down even further. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's right on the edge of too knackered. It's right on the edge of if I buy this, it's going to be, I'm going to always look at it and go, ah, there's a better one out there that I wish I had. And, there's, and just to be clear here also, there's, you, you, you like this, but you're not in love with it. And there's not, is there, is there urgency for you from a practical standpoint? Is there a room that needs this furniture for you to be happier? That's the, now. that's exactly the thing. I do not need it right now. There you go. That's everything you need to know. So, but here's the problem. I'm realizing in this moment that I don't want to disappoint these people. Now, I don't know them. I don't, you know, I don't have any, I, I'm never going to see them again after this. But the the little Vietnam guy that bought this in 1967 in San Luis Obispo and the woman that and Linda who lost <laughs> a battle Vietnam with the <laughs> <laughs> how, little, how little is he? He's, he's not he's not super big. I mean, he, he's probably taller when he was in Vietnam. We all go down he's, together. He's a little bit smaller now. <laughs> L- Linda who lost a battle with a bungee cord. Mm-hmm. I want these people to have a good day. I want to. We, I we want, all want to be liked. When I yeah. when I when I called the, the company that makes our broken uh, cat litter robot, I wanted Jasmine to like me. Yeah, I want. Jasmine I, I wanted to like the replacement unit because it's driving me crazy. But also, I just I want Jasmine to like me. I don't know Jasmine, but I, I want I want Jasmine to go. Wow, I wish everybody was that cool. Yeah, thank you very much. I just want to take you know I'm, I want to go off script right now and thank you, Mister Man, for being so great. Yeah, uh, Mister Man, I'm not supposed to do this, but if you don't mind, you're the best customer service experience I've ever had. Yeah, and Can then I, I would say, well, you thank a- you, Jasmine. I, I really appreciate your help with this. Can I send you a card? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I that's what I'm hoping. Like a personal note. A personal note. Love Jasmine. And so what I want in this what I want <laughs> in this situation <laughs> is to get out of this store. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to these people anymore. I do not want this table. But I don't want to say I I I don't want the table. Thanks for all your work. Uh, all your hard work and getting me in here, but I'm going to pass. Thank you. I'll see you again. Maybe probably not. Good luck. God bless. <laughs> I, it's, God bless. it's very hard. It's bless your hearts. It's very hard <laughs> for me to do that. And I realized that I was on the cusp of buying the thing, knowing that I didn't want it or need it mm-hmm. in order not to disappoint the two people. Mm-hmm. And that desire to have everybody be fine, to make to go through life and make everyone fine, is a real handicap that I've that has really hurt me over the years. I think because yeah. I I'm doing things like buying a table I don't want just to not make. A, uh, a guy in a 49ers jacket feel bad for well, and it's well, the, 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 the funny thing about this, I've realized, because I, I have thought about this because I suffer from this, and I've thought about it a lot, and this is not directed at you, it's directed at me, but the problem with that, one of the problems with that approach is that you, one, when I say you, I mean me yeah. or whoever, you mean you. you're yeah. making this about you, 
right? Also, right. you think on the face of it, it seems like you're saying, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be nice to this person. Da, da, da. You're doing it for selfish reasons in some ways. You're not saying what is the basic kindness that needs to be conducted at this point that I could participate in. You're saying, like, regardless of how this goes down, I want this person to like me. Now, that that person, the, the black guy bungee lady, like, she's still, she's she got a, she got a grift on. She's she's doing sales, and you're doing personal relationship in some ways. So right. it's it, you can't turbo out of that situation without revealing a lie and, and, and seeming like a jerk. You, you you can't you know break that delicate skin. Right, and and you know like it's it's weird because I because like wanting someone to like you is one thing, but like I don't really care if they like me i want them to be i want them to be happy you know i want them to i want everyone to be happy and and so the degree to which because i'm never going to see them again right so right. so and they don't even know me by name so liking me in the moment is sort of like uh, it's really that i want I don't know what bring joy to the world or like never. Well, I mean, have... you know, is it fair to say? I mean, you know, something you're taught. You used to be taught as a little kid is is leave the place better than you found it. Better than you found it. Right. So that means that means you know, regardless of whatever mess is there, there should be less mess after you've been there. And I mean, on the the hopefully less selfish thing that I really do believe in is, <clears throat> I just believe in really like little like small town shit. Like like if I if I'm if I'm riding my Segway past a, a, an old person. Um, I will always try to make eye contact and I'll say, good morning, or I'll yes. say, have a good weekend or something yes. like that. Because I, not, not because I want them to like me. They're not going to like me. I'm a 53 year old man on a Segway, la la la. And I, but I do want to leave just the tiniest little bit of kindness that would That's make right. them feel better about how this day has gone. That's right. And the, and the problem, uh, you know, and I don't, there's no downside to that, except that every once in a while you're going to encounter somebody who's rude in return. But, the, but, but if you're if you're a mature person, that should bounce off you. Because like off. it's like I say to my kid, as like you know, kindness and brushing teeth. You know, um, we don't do this for other people; we do this for ourselves. Right. Except I mean, in no, situations. No, no, when I say that, what I mean is we do this because this is who mm. we are, not because right. there's some codex that we need to be following about you know human behavior. It's uh, this is just who we want to be. It's who we want to be because we believe it's going to make the world better for everybody, right? That you leave it mm -hmm. better than you found it so that the next person also... But if somebody's insulting to me, that doesn't mean I wouldn't brush my teeth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, sort of. But well, yes. what, I'm, what I'm saying is that when one has decided to conduct oneself with kindness and civility in, in exchanges with human beings in, in real life, having that not be reciprocated doesn't mean you stop doing that. Although it is said... Boy, I hate when people quote science as a thing. But it has been said that there is a kind of reverse pay it forward that, that happens where if somebody's unkind to you, you are then more likely to be unkind to somebody else. Oh, I think that's 100% true. If you show Anecdotally, up at a campground I find and there's that 100%. Like poop on the floor, that yes. you're going to also poop on the floor, right? You're not going to end up. You're not gonna I'm not going to be a up. sucker. I'm not going to be a sucker and go over that. Uh, my, my, my old porcelain master. So, it, so, so the. the the point at which I was going to give these people twelve hundred dollars just to have this transaction not be <laughs> one where I felt like, yeah, that they were going to feel bad. You know, I actually had to say to myself, like, 
you're just going to have to man up here and disappoint these people and make them there. And they both did the thing where they were like, Oh, really? Oh, you know, and they were, Oh, I really wanted you to have this. Oh, I thought that you were the one. And it's just like, I gotta go. See you later. But the, but (laughs) didn't, didn't I tell you, I, I, I slashed my phony baloney made up price. (laughs) I thought you were cool. (laughs) My, my, my worry about Japan is that, uh, my expectation for a long time has been that I would walk around Japan making grave errors at every turn, offending people, being in the way, uh, not, you know, standing there looking at menus, uncomprehending. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, also, I, I mean, be, you are a Sasquatch. I mean, you're going right? to, you don't want to be the tall guy who's getting the tone wrong and not reading the room. The beds would be the wrong size, but in every instance, no matter what I did or said, the people around me would be unfailingly polite. And I've heard from people that have spent a lot of time in Japan to not worry about this, that people in Japan are plenty rude and are just trying to get where they're going and they're not going to, you know, they're, it's not everyone is obsequious. There's going to be a lot of like punching you in the nuts if you're standing in the way. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that is great. Like I can handle, like, please but but it, but it comes down to i i want every i want to be liked i want to create good in the world but i would much rather be treated rudely than fake nice and i and i'm against the world in some ways in uh, here because there are so many people that would prefer to be treated fake nice yeah. than to be treated uh, in a way that is that's more in well, line with like, how the like other brand people management. actually feel. <clears throat> you become brand management because now you're going to Starbucks and now you're mad that they said your name wrong when they called your name or whatever. And you and, and it's just like that whole like zoo component of dealing with other people where like everybody's evaluated according to how much they were deferential to you. You know, uh, right, right. But 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 also as in England, I bet there are different flavors of civility. Well, I'll bet you there is a certain kind of like extreme. I, I've watched a lot of videos about stuff in Japan. I feel pretty knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And there is, there is a huge amount of civility learned, and ritual. Uh, you learned karate from the show? Sure. I learned. Oh, wow. How many are you going to do? Kapow. Am I right? Wow. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by John. What was this brought to you by? Well, it's brought to you by the Western State Hurricanes band camp release of the Western State Hurricanes long-awaited debut record, Through With Love. Uh, We talked about it on the show quite a bit. The record is out. It's available on vinyl from Latent Print Records, along with uh, some merch items that are still there, hats and shirts and so forth. But, uh, But people often ask me what the best way to get music is if, uh, that that helps the musician the most, whether to get it on iTunes or direct from the records label or whatever. And in this case, the best way to uh, to buy the record, if you intend to buy it, is on Bandcamp under the Western State Hurricanes. Uh, and so uh, where are they going to go for that? Uh, to ban- ban- Western State Hurricanes slash Bandcamp.com? I'm not sure. <laughs> we should Band- probably check. Bandcamp.com slash Western State Hurricanes. One of those, um, right? I mean, if, I'm assuming everyone on this, uh, listening to this program is computer literate enough to Google Bandcamp Western State Hurricanes. Wow, you, uh, you have not. Am I wrong? Wow. Okay, hang on. I'll find this for you. Oh, All right, my thank God. You. Um, thank you. No, that's not it. <laughs> anyway, I'm super hang proud on, of the Hang record. on, We got to redo this. Super proud. I uh, enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a really good record. That was a terrible ad. Stop. You can get it at bandcamp.com. 
we're keeping slash this. Western State. I don't think that's it. Western it's State Western Hurricanes. State Hurricanes dot Bandcamp dot com. Western State Hurricanes dot Bandcamp dot com. <laughs> and if you use the if you use the uh, the code Supertrain hashtag Supertrain, uh, it, it it does nothing. It, <laughs> Did that, you that figure out what it was? No, <laughs> that I won't didn't. help you at all. But you can listen to you can listen to it on there too. You don't that's have cool. to buy it on there. But then yeah. if you want to buy it, it's there. Anyway, thank you everyone on this show for uh, for your support <laughs> in making that record. Uh, your uh-huh. comments to uh, in response to yes. the episodes that we did about it were extremely encouraging. Mm-hmm. And thank you, thanks everyone, and thank you, Merlin. I'll do a bell there. <laughs> I didn't have the money, or I would have gotten roses. Yeah, I only had three <laughs> albums in an EP, but it's all in there. <laughs> Salted butter is my punishment. <laughs> I still think that every time I, I, I the, the of course there's the water fountain. But then yeah. also every time I, I see unsalted butter, I think that's my punishment. Oh, there, there it is, my punishment. Uh, but also you can be – you were. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. You're trying to get to Japan. Well, and the thing is, as, as you know, I, I have not watched that many movies about Japan, and basing your feelings about Japan on having watched some movies is probably not the way to go. Well, I know that like when somebody somebody hands you their business card with two hands and bows, and you're supposed to accept their business card with two hands and bow, and like you're supposed to check their card out and like admire it. Like yeah, if you hand right. somebody, if somebody in Japan hands you a card with two hands, and you get, oh, say thanks, bud, and you stuff it into your back pocket – no good. Bad mojo. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Although I do expect also that people in Japan are going to recognize that I am a big dumb uh, moose and they're not <laughs> going to get offended by it. They're going to be like, here's the moose. And I'm probably no one's going to give me their card anyway. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to waste but, the card on the Sasquatch. The, but, but yeah, a card that I couldn't read and I'm never going to. I'm probably not going to <laughs> employ your services. Was that Nana Chupacabra? But I have decided recently that I can no longer uh, go through life um, afraid of going to Asia. I've uh, it's time. It's time for me to to overcome my my phobia of being uh, treated too nicely and of being or not too nicely. Uh, what I mean is of being an exaggerated thing that everyone's going to look at, right? It's it's more than being treated too nicely. It's just that I'm going to be conspicuous and I don't I don't prefer to be conspicuous. Well, you also really read you really read as foreign. Don't you that's think? that's why. That's why. I mean, I will I will be conspicuous. Now, I've also talked to a lot of people who said who have said in 1986 there were not very many gaijin in in Japan, and now there are a lot more, and so you won't be as conspicuous as you may have one once felt you would be. And it's like, okay, that's also fine. Um, I see what you're saying. So you worked up your courage to do this. It was on. You're looking forward to it. Yep. And, and now it kind of sucks that you're not going to get to go. Well, n- no. It also feels – I mean, I'm kind of one of those people – that as as far as dis- disasters go, like whenever there's an earthquake, my first thought is, I wish it had been a bigger earthquake. Whenever there's a tornado or a uh, hurricane or a tidal wave or a landslide. You're a climactic accelerationist. <laughs> I am. I'm like, <laughs> bring it on. You can't I'm take like, me down. I'm lashed, know, to the, <laughs> lashed to the mast. Oh. It's just the best the world can do. Really? Yeah. Like, what's the biggest... <laughs> Volcano ever. You call Krakatoa? this a disaster? Like, why have there not been any Krakatoas lately? Yeah, where's like, my Krakatoa? Like, give us, where's our Krakatoa? I know. 
give us a real disaster and not this, you know, these disasters where it's like 200 people died. It's like, wow, really? There's 6 billion people in the There's so many the planes world. in the sky. You'd think there'd be more exploding planes. So I, I do, I do feel a little bit like, like every disaster is a better disaster waiting to happen. Hmm. And I feel that way, you know, I'm sorry about the coronavirus, but it seems a little bit like, ah, too I know, I feel that way about died. The, I feel that way about the stock market. Right. When's the stock market going to plummet? I want, I want the stock market to go to like seven. Do you remember when uh, in 2007 when the, or 2008 when the yeah. economy was collapsing and they were like, the dollar is going to be worth nothing and the economy is going to collapse? I was like, bring oh, it. God. Bring it. That must be so wild. What would that be like for a little while? Right? Like, yeah. let's go. Something. We got to patch it let's back. Shake it up, man. Because I have 90 days worth of food here. My premise is that one day in my life, because here's my mom's thing. My mom's thing is, let's assume all the bridges are down. And oh, I'm like, man. all the bridges are down. Okay. All right. Let's, because, okay. you know, because we like running scenarios. Sure. So I'm like, all right, all the bridges are down. So, what, what, like, like, what are the knock on effects of that going to be? But here's the other thing that people don't know is that well, when I was running for city council and talking a lot about transit, I uh, I talked to quite a few city engineers and engineer people that are engineer proximate, right? Or one kiss away from a city engineer. C civic, civil engineering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the people around who are working on these things. And they're like, what people don't understand is how many bridges there are. Because they said a lot of the bridges you don't notice or see because – it just looks like the road. But hmm. in fact, we're, we had to build I a bridge see. over a hole. Mm -hmm. There was a hole. You know, when we arrived here in this, uh, in this, in this, this clean country, uh, in this virgin country, before you guys in your shiny suits <laughs> came out here. <laughs> and I would appreciate it if you paid for the <laughs> Um, does it, does were, an overpass count as a bridge, John? Sure, it does. That's a bridge. That's still a bridge, even if it's just exit twenty one, uh, and you go to the Sitco here. That's that still counts as a bridge. Oh, but what these guys are what the what I learned here in the city was if you're at the store, let's say you're at your office okay. and you're going up to the Walgreens. Yeah. Now, when that was all sand dunes or whatever it was, yep, sand dunes. They 100%. were not. They were not like flat, even sand dunes. They were they went up and down. And when uh, when the road was built, they had to fill in the parts that were down with the things that were up. And <gasps> secret bridge. Sometimes they had to build a bridge. Over is is a that thing. right? Is it a secret bridge? It's a secret bridge. Oh, and, then and there's like little creeks. There's all kinds of stuff. Oh my yeah. god, you're blowing my mind. There's and it's they, like Burmese they, tiger traps everywhere. Yeah, they built little sidewalks on either side of it, and then they built buildings, and you're like, da-da-da-da-da, the world is flat. I've always known it this way. There's no bridge. No bridge but here. But there are bridges under the roads. Whoa. And especially in Seattle, where there were, I mean, if, if you're trying to level off a neighborhood and make it flat, you can take the tops off of things and put them in the bottoms, but sometimes the bottoms are deeper than the tops. Mm. And so the city engineers are like, if you're going to put, let's say, for instance— a uh, a tramway, a, 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 a trolley, and you're going to put the trolley up this road that to you looks like a flat road. In fact, in order to build a trolley track, we're going to have to reinforce six bridges between here and there. 
And it's like, there are no bridges on that street, sir. It's sidewalks and buildings the whole way. And they're like, but it's like but a percep- it's a, it's a perception, um, error on our part because we think that is road. We are not engineers. Well, we, we, we see road, road is flat. Road has always been there. Just maintain right. road. But, but what you're saying here is you take the weight of something like a trolley or, or, uh, you know, like streetcars in my neighborhood, you're going to need to make sure there's reinforcements and all. Oh, man. It's Mm -hmm. infrastructure, baby. It is complicated. It's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And this is why we have engineers and Mm -hmm. and God bless them. Thank you for your Mm -hmm. service. Thank you for your service. But uh, not all of those bridges are going to collapse in an earthquake because some of them are are just sort of like big culverts or whatever. But some of them will. And so my mom, my mom, who already had every bridge, actual bridge mapped out – then I introduced the idea of hidden bridges. You, to her. you problematized it, and she was like, "All right, let's assume, you know, let's assume that thirty percent of the bridges, the hidden bridges, also fall, crack or break or somehow, you know, these are the cracks in the side." Right. This is this right? is a scenario. She's like, "How are we going to get from hither to thither? Mm. We're not unless we're prepared to uh, to walk." And I'm like, that's why I have a 1979 Suburban because it doesn't have – because it's uh, it has no computers, so it won't be destroyed by an electromagnetic pulse. Oh, you're like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Adama, has, Adama won't allow those communications on his ship because of what happened with the Cylons a long time ago. Whoopsie-doopsie, turns out that was a pretty good move. That's it. That's it. So at, when everyone else's wiring harness has melted into uh, to like a rat king, my <laughs> mechanical – my 100% purely mechanical machine will uh, continue to be able to be started and run. And it has the, you know, the low four wheel drive and stuff. So it can make it down and back up through many broken bridges. But she's like, but there are too many waterways in this city. You're not going to be able to make it across everything. You can't cross the Duwamish in it. Because you're trading like, off and to have that ruggedness of this large heavy vehicle, though, you're trading off the you – might, you might break a bridge in a way that like a VW Bug wouldn't. Sure, you're going to break a bridge. Sometimes you Every, break a bridge. You, know, you got to break a bridge to make you some – You can't make uh, a city without breaking a bridge. That's right. So, so these are you – know, these are things that I'm conscious of. Like and and all that disaster preparation, it's just like if you have uh, if you have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Yeah. If you have ninety days worth of Hershey bars, every problem looks like a disaster that could have been bigger. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. If you if you've gone out of your way to say like, there's a risk in my life, I'm going to buy insurance for this. You don't want to need that insurance a lot and all the time. But on the other hand, if you never got to use the insurance at all, you'd feel a little bit ripped off. A little, right? I mm. I bought so I went to the Apple Store yesterday because mm-hmm. I because coronavirus is uh, sweeping the nation. So I felt like I'm going to go to a mall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a mall and walk around. Good for ha, you, ha, ha. lol. Bring it on, <laughs> lol. Bring it on. Keep, you call this a disaster? Moving. Also, give me one of those uh, Auntie Annie pretzels. It smells like so a diaper. I, so I went to I went to the Apple Store because you're at the mall. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I bought this phone with the upgrade program, but then I never upgraded it because I'm lazy. Also, I'm not even sure I want the latest thing. <laughs> That's right. And the, Put it back on their heels. Let them work for it. <laughs> and the girl said, <laughs> well, past a certain point, what you've just done is paid for your phone. Mm. Uh, so now you own your phone. Yeah. 
And so you're in a different category of like, you don't just bring it in and get the upgrade because you, you own it now. It's worth, but, but of course it's also only worth $170. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so what do you want to do? Yeah. And I ended up, uh, I ended up walking out of there feeling like I had paid for insurance that I didn't use. Mm -hmm. I felt a little gypped, although, or I'm sorry, a little ripped off. We don't say gypped anymore. Um, You got Romani'd. I got, I didn't, but that's also a slur. Is that a slur too? What do we say? Do you say Inuit? What do you say? No, because the Romani people are not ripping you off. That's the slur part. Oh, I see. So is there another group we should focus on? Uh, I think you can safely. You got uh, boomered. I think you can safely blame it on white boomers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got white boomered again. So, 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 did you walk out with a iPhone 11 Pro? No, mm-hmm. I talked to mm-hmm. I talked to a person with a mustache the about are it. So nice, and he said the photos are really nice. And I was like, are they worth it for uh, the other stuff? Yeah, and he was like, ah, what is worth? Ah. And then he said, "I'm I'm slightly disabled in one of my hands, and so I like the fact that it turns on when it looks at my face." And I was like, "He has okay. like an emotion issue." It said, "Well, of course." Then I looked at his hand, and mm-hmm. it seemed like he had it kind of in a Bob Dole posture. He had it. In, oh, I in see. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like a, so like a palsy like, or something. It's hard for me to hold a phone and touch a bunch of buttons. So with this. It, I just look at it and it turns on, so I only need I only need the one hand. And I was like, interesting. All mm-hmm. right. Well, what uh, what else? Sell it to me. And he was like, I mean, ah, it's sort like, of so like what people phone. have That's said about case. Apple Watch all along, which is you don't need this. Right. You know what I mean? It's not bad. It's good, but you good. don't need it. It's almost like a necker dining room set. You don't need yeah. this. You don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh, and then he did the then he did the real Apple thing where he was like, I mean, a few six months from now, maybe the twelve comes out and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Then are you going to be the one? Are you going to be want to be the one that has an eleven plus? Mm. And I was like, Oh man, now what am I supposed to do? Like no now, now I got to think about nine months from now. It's not really advice. Like, time is a flat circle, man. Yeah. Like how am I supposed to?" Anyway, I so I I walked out of there with the same old phone, same old phone. Mm-hmm. Although I I did stop by the Lens Crafters. Oh, interesting. A place that I uh, that I avoid like the plague. Well, that seems antithetical to your whole uh, Weltanschauung. Well, it it is and has been for years. You know, my my uh, my my uh, rock and roll optometrist who lives in in Yakima mm-hmm. <laughs> provided me with some very strange glasses frames over the years. <laughs> And uh, this is my favorite sentence of the month. <laughs> my rock and roll optometrist in Yakima. Yeah. Uh-huh. Often often would send me nice nice glasses. And so I um uh, but he's kind of gone quiet lately. Like he's he's a little bit off the radar. And you know, he's a human being. He's got life stuff going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And so I but I but all my glasses have gone missing. I feel like there's there's some kind of ferret or maybe opossum that would come through the house and take them and build nests out of them or something. Maybe it's near, nearsighted borrowers. Nearsighted borrowers. I might. It might be because I leave my truck unlocked and I leave a pair of glasses in the truck, although I never do. But it's the only thing I can think of that like prowlers are coming by and stealing my glasses because it's the only thing to steal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're all gone. 
And the ones that I'm wearing now have an old prescription and the lenses are scratched. It's really annoying. So I was outside this lens crafters and I was with someone who said, well, why don't we go into this lens crafters and get you a new pair of glass? And I said, it's, it's going to take three weeks yeah. and it's going to, and they're all their glasses are dumb and, yeah. nah, 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 nah. and they said, just walk into the lens crafters. And I stood on the threshold and I was like, I don't want to go into a lens crafters. It's like, it's like a, uh, like a professional sports person going into a, into a, like a mall sports place. It's like you go into Sam Goody to buy a December's record. Yeah, why would I buy a December's record at Sam Goody? I'm never going to do that. I don't What's even want to Goody cross is. the threshold. I don't want to be on record as having been in here. No, I, what if somebody gets a, gets a photograph of me standing in what a lens What if they craft? have to do a coronavirus lockdown and you're stuck in a lens crafters? So I walk into the lens crafters against my will and better judgment. And a man comes over and his... his, uh, his he uh, smock. Uh, he had a name tag. He was wearing a, a coat and tie, and he had a name tag, and it said regional manager or something. It said, Ooh. it said, you know, like some kind of poobah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't want to be in your store, but eh, how long does it take to get a pair of glasses made? And he said, I could turn them around in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could buy a pair of glasses right now, and you could give me a new one in an hour? Mm-hmm. But then he said, I'm legally prohibited from making glasses from a prescription that's older than two years. Legally prohibited. Legally prohibited by Washington state is that law. A state law? From making, and this has got to be one of those state laws that was put in by the, by the optometrist association. Yeah, it's in there about big lens. It was big lens, right? They were passing yeah. a law about, about transit bridges and somebody lobbied. They to get snuck this in a codicil. That's, right. that's bullshit. So I called, Fuck. of course, I was like, let me call my mom and see what she says about that, that's sir. A good, that's a good idea. And so I called my mom and she was like, yep, they're legally prohibited from, I, she said, I thought it was only a year. So I said to the it's guy, like well, copy, it's probably like, it's probably like copyright. Something, something. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't have a, I don't have a late, uh, my latest prescription. And he said, I have an in-store ophthalmologist. Optician? No, wait. Optometrist is an eye doctor, an optician makes glasses, and right. an ophthalmologist is, I think, a surgeon. Oh. Well, what it, whichever one it is that in a store could do an eye test. They put, and they then, put the they, owl on your face and do the squirt and the puff. Right. So, and, and, and it's... And did, I, did, I, they, did they give you those Don Knot sunglasses? Well, this is the thing. I hadn't noticed it before, but there was a door in the lens crafters, and when you looked through the door, you were in an optometrist's office. Like... It all of a sudden there were ferns. There was like dramatic lighting. There was a a desk, a front desk that was like there to check you in. It was a full on, like optometrist office, like you might find in a in a brick building in a suburban shopping center, but it was through a portal in the center of a lens crafters in a in a mall. It was, was but it's inside the lens crafters. Inside the lens crafters. So I was like. Hmm. Whoa! Like, are, do other stores have doctors' offices in them that I just never? Are there other before? stores? Does Does the Apple Store potentially have the a medical office. facility that I don't know about? Right. And the thing is, I was in this lens crafter. You go, for you go half and you see hour. the eye doc. I had not noticed the door. Are you going to credit that one, eye doc? Eye doc. Yeah. That's, oh, that's the Apple doctor. Oh, oh! Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing it out. I would have let it go. You've been to South I, Carolina. Yes. 
Um, you ever go to a liquor store in South Carolina? They got a big red dot on a sign because that's the classic speakeasy symbol in South Carolina. That's just a fun fact. A red dot on a sign. But then a thing to know, this is true in South Carolina. This is true. God, New England is so goddamn weird about this. They have so many blue laws. But like in South Carolina, you have to sell spirits in one store. So you can't sell spirits and non-spirits in the same store. So uh, Washington used to do that too. So you go and there's, there's a building with two doors, one door, you know, <laughs> over here, you yep. can come in and get your spirits. But if you're going to want like, I don't know, uh parasols and tonic, like you're going to have to go to this quote unquote other store. Yep. yep. And basically yep. it's the same building, but with two doors. Is it a somewhat similar feeling to that? Washington did. Washington used to do that too. Liquor store over here, beer and wine over here, yeah. but also the bars, right? It was liquor bar over here, beer and wine bar over here. They South Carolina, even... the time was when I was last in South Carolina in a previous relationship. Uh, yeah. Now I know you're not a drinking man, but in South Carolina, if you go to a bar, uh, they give you, you got to buy an airplane bottle. Did you know that? Weird. Now there's so that many ironies to this because here's the thing: you go into a bar, they don't have big old. They might this might have changed. I don't know, but they don't have those big old bottles. You got those airplane bottles, but it really turns out the huh. amount of alcohol, the amount of the 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 uh, uh, it's bigger than a shot. You're, so oh, you're actually getting really? a bigger, stronger drink because oh. an airplane bottle has more than a shot in it. See, that feels very South Carolina. There's a lot going on there. I don't like the mustard barbecue. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I bought an amplifier in South Carolina one time. What brand? Uh, it was a Vox AC30. I'd been looking for one of a certain Vox kind. Vox AC30? Wow, what do I know that from? Not Pete well, Townsend. Because um, they're amazing. They're Vox ones AC30. that you should know. AC30, okay. Uh, I got a fake I, one of those in GarageBand, I think. Yeah, that's right. The GarageBand oh has my God, faked, it's has so beautiful. They're beautiful. And they there was, a, there was a certain one that was like the last one of the ones. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to have the last one of the ones. And it 100%. was like, well, you can't yeah. find the last one of the ones anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I looked for them everywhere and it was like, yeah, the, that was the last one of the ones. If you're going to buy one, you're going to have to find it. That's a goddamn shame. It's like finding out uh, like when somebody – oh, I saw Brian May. That's who it is, Brian May. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, it's like finding out, not learning about somebody's music until you heard that they died. That's right. It's very much like that. Also, J James Lipton. James AC Lipton 30? died today. I think a lot of kids probably don't know who James Lipton is. Did he really? He Finally. died. He passed away. I love that guy. Oh, that's too bad. I used to love that show. Uh, yeah, tiny little trees, right? He just paint those tiny. Little I think trees. he's gonna Radiohead. Um, uh, another band that used the AC30, <laughs> the Beatles. Mm. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, the so edge, I was the Edge from U2. The Edge used a lot of different amps, but I was in this uh, <laughs> I was in this uh, store and there was one, and I went to the uh, the person and I was like, "This is the one. This is the one." And he was like, "Yeah, but here's the problem. Uh, here's what some people wouldn't uh, know, uh, just coming in off the street, and that is that no one in South Carolina cares about uh, the Beatles or even." <laughs> What a uh, weird thing to say. Like, he's like, nobody makes this kind of music here. Look around. Do you see the other amps? And I looked around, and it was like a wall of Mesa Boogie triple rectifiers and whatever else. Those Marshalls. Oh, you do. You get more like switches. a... Burp, 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 yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, he's, he's like, all we sell is amplifiers to make either country music or mm. metal music. There, Nobody wants to make Brit pop. And I was like, well, sh you... I, I came to the right place. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'll sell that to you at a bar bargain price. So it was basically like getting a 600 $100 lightsaber, mm -hmm. marked down to $450, and then out the door for $200. But also, unlike the dining room table that you didn't necessarily need and it was knackered, I mean, this is the first of these, the you know, the rule of threes. This is your third uh, uh, dickering 
transaction that, that we've had to deal with in this episode. But it seems to me like you, you probably did pretty well with this, assuming, assuming that it wasn't uh, uh, empty inside or something. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful amplifier. And the thing was, I was with the, I was with my uh, rock group at the time Mm -hmm. and they, so I'm there, you know, like closing this transaction and my rock group said, where do you think that amplifier is going to go? Because there's that van was already packed pretty tight and had a bed. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, there's no place in this van. for So one in one out. Well, but that's the thing. I wasn't about to uh, get rid of any of one of my other amps. Right. And then as this is happening, the amp salesman said, hey, I can ship this to you. And so before I left that day, I'd bought an amp and also contracted to have it shipped to Washington State. That's so grown up. When I got home, it was here. I plugged it in and it didn't work. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. But wait. I took it to the amp store, and they said, well, even though this amp is several years old, because you just purchased it from a retail, from an authorized Vox retail environment, it technically is a new amp, and it's still under warranty. What magic land are we living in? They replaced everything about it that didn't (sighs) work and made it basically perfect for free. What? Because it was a new amp, even though it because and the reason it was new is it had been sitting on the showroom floor in this South Carolina music store for however long, for for years, while guys with uh with like chew stained baseball hats walked past it, mm-hmm. saying, "Do you got anything <clears throat> louder?" Mm. So that's one of those. That's one of those South Carolina stories. You know, that's stories. a good experience. I mean, not everybody's got a good South Carolina story. Some some people are like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Want to talk about- I, I didn't complete. I, I didn't understand South Carolina. It was a little bit neither fish nor fowl. I couldn't really get a handle on it. I like I like I like uh, I like Savannah. My band played in Savannah once. It was really nice. It's a Savannah, beautiful town. South Carolina. Yeah, it's yeah. We a played at uh, SCAD at the um, SCAD. Yeah, the art the art school there. Yeah, it's where um, it's oh the South Carolina School of Art and Design. Art and Design, I think. Yeah, yeah. They they, they didn't yeah. like us that much, but it was fun. We did get to drive to Savannah, and it was fun. How many did you ever open for Jimmy's Chicken Shack? No, no, no. My my band only ever played two out of town shows: one in Gainesville and one in Savannah. Because you know everybody had jobs and wives and stuff. How did you book that Savannah show? Um, a guy who used to be uh, uh, a DJ. At, so you've probably heard of. Um, I love I love a guy that used to be a DJ. Well, as no, the this is here's the thing. I, I, I don't mean to brag. There's not. I mean, there's a lot I liked about Tallahassee. There's a lot of going on, but but uh, we had one of the empirically greatest college radio stations in America, which is WVFS, the Voice of Florida State. Um, one CMJ Music Director of the Year two years in a row while I was there. Uh, oh. and this, and, and so this, this dude who, uh, had, had been kind of a muckety muck DJ at WVFS had taken a job at SCAD and he was in like, uh, student activities, uh, okay. there. And he's like, Hey, you know, I like Bacon Ray. You guys should come here. I was like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll give I you like, money in a hotel room. I like Bacon Ray. You guys should come here. I love that. I love that kind of American story. You know, really story. it's the, the people. It's really all about the people. The whole music business is really just about the people. One time, um, 
a friend of mine was visiting me in town. I had this anecdote in my pocket for half an hour. This is how we're going to end the show. Um, I, I, I'm only realizing right now, here we're talking about dealing with people, right? Sure. I'm only realizing right now how important this experience was for me and what prepared me so much for uh, our, our shared message of keep moving and get out of the way. And that was, uh, I was in, uh, we're in Chinatown here in San Francisco with a friend of mine who was visiting, who was very winded, a guy who's used to being in a minivan driving from place to place. He's not used to walking. And you've been to Chinatown. It's pretty crazy. I mean, crazy in the sense that like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of movement and Correct. there's a lot of, um, uh, Tokyo style, like keep moving and get out of the way. Correct. At one point, my friend was having a little bit of trouble keeping up and I, 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 I and it's very busy. We didn't want to lose him. Right. So I paused and I turned to locate my friend and an extremely exasperated, probably four foot tall Chinese woman said to me, you walk too slow. I don't like it. I don't like it. She added that. You walk too slow. I don't like it. And I apologized. For walking too slow. Well, yeah. I mean, like I needed to hear that. It wasn't that you were walking too slow. It was that you were distracted and not getting out of the way. Well, I mean, the passing lane is not a hotel room. The sidewalk is not a place to, 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 well, some people have to camp there. But like the sidewalk is a place where everybody's trying to get someplace. Right. But she wouldn't have cared how fast you were walking if you weren't in her way. Listen, her English was better than my Cantonese, let's be honest. Right. Or my Mandarin. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go on this boat. Mm. And now the scenario that I want to pose to you, this is going to be a, uh, we don't say your mother's name. It's going to be a Mother Roderick style scenario building. Yeah. Have uh, you started thinking about what's going to happen? So, you know, like when you go on the cruise, you end up in that one room where Paul and Storm always are holding court and, you know, Ted Leo's doing a crossword or whatever. Yeah. Um, are you prepared for what's going to happen when the fucking Thunderdome shit comes down and you're going to have to fight for gravy with an Amy Mann or a Liz Fair? Are you prepared for who you're going to make alliances with, who you're going to take down early? It's going to be a little bit like Survivor. Have you considered, and if you don't want to say that's fine, but you're going to be stuck on this fucking Petri dish for gravy. What do you, what is your plan for making sure that you survive and thrive amidst all of these other uh, independent uh, artists? So I think the first thing I should do is uh, immediately upon boarding the ship, start hoarding food. Oh, that's so good. Right? So you go up to the, you go up to the, it doesn't, it doesn't help to hoard food once it's gone. You need to hoard the food while it's there. Exactly. So you go up, you go upstairs, uh, and you go through the buffet and you take non-perishables or at least foods that can get, that can sit in your room for a long time. Mm. Uh, you fill up your, you fill up your room refrigerator with, uh, fruit and, you know, cheese, crackers. Maybe grab some extra towels that look like animals just to make sure you got those in case you need them. Couple of those. You're going to want coffee. Uh, coffee. You're going to want coffee, buddy. Oh, you're going to want coffee. Plenty of cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. Some cold, you know, some coffees, but you don't put the cream in them because you, no. you want to just sit the there cheese and pizza's cold. for your table. You, yeah. you need that. And so, but do it very subtly. Do it gradually. Every time you go oh, up Oh, like Steve board, McQueen. You're filling your pockets with sand, except it's that's gravy. exactly right. That's so, you so fill, good. So you start filling your room and you want to do it in a way that your room steward does not start to become suspicious that your apple basket has like 50 apples in it. They probably have to report that. 
for. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But if you if you're if you're in a situation where you're, you're hoarding enough sort of crackers and cheese that when and and you're not doing this for when stuff first goes haywire because when it first goes haywire, the cruise company is going to try and keep you supplied. Sure, but a lot of that's going to sort itself out like the rats in a barrel eating each other, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's only later when disease has spread r- uh, rampantly. Oh, we're and, moving on to the Albert Camus portion of the cruise. Right. And when other people are forced out of the, the safety of their rooms in order to forage for any kind of sustenance, mm-hmm. that's when I'm going to be able to keep my door closed and live on cheese and crackers <laughs> until, well, presumably until everyone else is dead. <laughs> All we want is to eat your cheese. <laughs> We're not unreasonable. No one's going to eat your coffee. All right.